Hey Siri, play my favorite podcast. Certainly. Now playing the Straight Brown No Chaser podcast with Shay and Des. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Straight Brown No Chaser with Des and Shay. This is episode 26, entitled Viewer's Choice, because we listened to y'all and took your advice on what we should talk about for our finale of season three. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media at Straight Brown No Chaser on Facebook. Do you still be on the Facebook? Okay, well, still follow us on the Facebook. I just shook my head. Disney no, said, but I am. I was like, Disney said no, <laughs> but um, yeah. Follow us anyway. I'm going to update it for the summer since we're going to be, uh, this will be the finale, so we have time to work on it. Um, and then on Instagram, definitely at SBNC underscore podcast. And also like, subscribe, and review the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Yep, so moving on. First of all, we missed you guys so, it's so much. It's been so long, y'all. It's been so long, but as always, adult life comes into play, and we have to take care of adult things. So sometimes we don't get to get up together and podcast on our normal schedule like we usually do, but we're back and in our flow, so we're going to get started with our icebreaker. So today's icebreaker is news only millennials can use. Y'all know <laughs> we complain and we consider most things important that most of our parents or people younger than us wouldn't even care about so the first piece of news that only millennials can use would be detailing one of our favorite but maybe not so favorite cities <laughs> in texas that's houston nothing against houston y'all just h-town no nah, they just be really feeling themselves because mm-hmm. they got beyonce and now they got they got beyonce and make the make so they really feeling themselves but and they really got a little bit of lizzo because lizzo lived do. in houston and when i she love was her girl. yes and i do she be representing you know, they, there's a lot I can say about Houston. But moving on, I, I was going to say turkey leg cut. <laughs> hey, I had a turkey leg from somebody around here in Fort Worth, and it's awesome. Shout yeah. out to uh, Blake. I need to go. And his wife, Ronica. <laughs> I really need to go. I, oh, that's it's not good. good for today. Do they have it today? I don't know, but I had it last Saturday, and honey, I should have took a picture. It was good. Okay. All right, well, <laughs> moving on. So news only millennials can use. So Houston was named the number one city for sugar daddies. So for all of y'all out there what? looking for a sugar daddy, <laughs> trying to debate, am I going to stay in Dallas and Fort Worth or am I going to move to Houston? That right there was your sign. Might be. How do you feel about sugar daddy, Shay? Hey, I'm a married woman, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, so. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome if I be so today I was thinking like how do people be having money to pay other people bills because I be barely having enough money to pay the bills I have well you know most sugar days have lots of sugar exactly but where they get this sugar from because they get hella money I guess I just be trying to figure out how you pay somebody else's bills because I be trying to figure out how people can pay my bills <laughs> and, and you married and I'm married so but <laughs> But I don't know, like sugar daddies, hey, if that's your preference, hey, get it, girl. Get it how you live. When I be hearing these um, female rappers rapping about Negroes paying their bills, and I be like, I was really sitting there thinking, like, do Negroes really be out here paying people bills? And I yes. guess they really do. 
because they be rapping about it. And I don't think they be lying because Meg was like, you know, he going to give me his money. And I was like, what? That's awesome, I guess. It is. I think, <laughs> I mean, sugar daddies are cool. I just don't know if sugar daddies are for me. And then you got to distinguish, like. I'm too independent. How y'all getting this sugar? Like, are y'all giving these niggas sugar for the sugar? I think so. Or are y'all just going? Because there's a difference. Ain't nothing in this world go. for free. That's what my That's granny said. So my granny said, ain't nothing in this world for free. <laughs> I think the reason why, like, Houston is number one is because they run one of the biggest, like, websites for sugar daddies. I think that's really crazy. Yeah, and you can go on the website. And How do you have a whole website for sugar Cause daddies? Because you, you want to arrange that, you know, very discreetly. So that they I need a guess. website. It's like when you do internet or online dating. You want to discreet. So where you can just swipe through and find the perfect mate for you. You gotta find the perfect sugar daddy. You can swipe through and find your perfect sugar daddy I based guess. on what you need. I'm just wondering, like, what kind of sugar are y'all giving out? Like, because I feel like once you give up sex, it's tricking. It ain't tricking if you got it. That's what they say. I mean, honestly, I've never really understood what that meant. Because they said tricking is. I think tricking is from a male's perspective. So you tricking on a female if you spending money on her. Mm, okay, okay. So it ain't tricking if you got it. So okay. if the sugar daddy got it, he ain't tricking. So really, what I think you mean is it's hoeing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna knock anyone's hustle. Like if that's hey, how you get, get your it, money, how you live, get your money. It's just not my purpose. I would love. Can you give me some daddy. of your sugar from your sugar daddy? That's what I'm saying. Like I would love sugar daddy that just wants to go out to eat. Like if you want to go out to eat, I have no issue. Oh, I that. can't do it because I don't what? have that much to talk about to people. Yeah, I don't, I don't make like small people. talk. If you paying my bills. We just talked about that earlier. I don't have time for we small did. talk. We did. That's that painful small talk. I'll go through. Mm-mm. I just be like, listen, <laughs> is you gonna give me the money or no? Yeah. I okay. Would, no. You wouldn't make a good sugar. All baby. right. Bye. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. Cause I'd like, be like, she's rude. Listen, my rent is blah blah blah. You got the money? He'd be like, well, I thought we could just talk it up for a little bit and hang no, out. No, we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> My life's about to get cut off. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that that won't be a worry of y'all. So, so I'm not moving to Houston at all. But if you need a sugar daddy, you can to go to Houston. <laughs> he's out there and he's waiting on you. I just I don't know what you're willing to do for your sugar. But Keep hey. that to yourself. But on, at the, on the flip side, like, hey, do what get you got to do. We're not even tripping. So... That's the first part of news that only millennials can use. So, Shay, you want to talk about the next one? So, Bernie Sanders plans on eliminating student debt. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. I mean, oh I don't God. have any student loan debt. Shout out to the good Lord above. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was either forgiven or I didn't have none from undergrad. So, but sh- to the people who have student loan debt, hey, I'm happy for y'all because, listen, Debt in any sense, I'm not trying to pay back. So I just need him to forgive credit. I I want him to eliminate credit card debt, medical bill debt, all of it. Listen, what people <laughs> don't realize about because debt loan is debt, not okay. But student loan debt is a whole different ball game. Like your credit card debt, you might be. I think the average millennial I read this would be anywhere from five to ten thousand in the hole for when when that it comes to that. Right when it comes to credit card debt, I'm about there. Yeah, if you didn't pay your AT&T bill, you might be maybe less than a thousand in the hole. I don't know. I pay my bills. I just don't pay Some people do not grow. No, I pay my credit cards. It's just that they just up. Well, credit card. I don't have multiple. I pay it, but it's just like, dang. Listen, let me tell y'all. Let me school y'all real quick about credit cards and credit and promotions that somebody didn't school me on. This is just a little... This some free game, as y'all say. A tidbit. A little tidbit for you. So when they be talking about them promotional periods, when they be like, you can get this uh credit card for 20 months 
free with no interest. Listen, don't have nothing on that credit card after 20 months. Because that interest. Oh, what? Listen, that's and what I don't tell you about. That. I didn't understand that that interest gonna come, and so you be thinking you paying this balance off, but really all your money be going to interest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what I have learned because I didn't understand that. I fought my parents because they didn't teach me, <laughs> and then I also didn't read. So same um, thing with student loans, though. Like for people that have student loans, I think the average student when it comes to student loans. They can average anywhere from I would say like ten thousand, and that's a lot, to somewhere near eighty thousand. No, that's a lot of money. Especially if you guys are going to grad school, law school, you know, getting a doctorate, residencies, the list goes on and on. So when people hear like I'll pay off the one point trillion xx amount of dollars of school loans, like that's needed because when you're paying off school loans, the repayment schedule and the way that they set up payments is really strenuous. Like they expect a lot of money out of you. And a lot of us are making a substantial amount of money to where it shouldn't affect us, but it does. We're like, we don't want to give y'all that two or $300 a month for our school loans. Y'all told us it was going to be easy and I was going to have a five, six figure, you know, salary, not five, but you know, six figure salary <laughs> when I come out. Like, why do I have to pay this much? So if you can pay my school loans, you got my vote. Okay, so but for me, you don't got my vote yet because I don't have no student loans. So my thing is, where is this money going to come from to pay these people stu- uh, school loans? Because listen, I pay, a, I give Uncle Sam enough money at, in all my checks because I be really mad, y'all. Listen, I be really upset when I look at my gross pay <laughs> okay. for the month. And I be like, you really took all these all taxes out all of my checks? What is this for? What is this for? Because I'm still riding down the street today getting freaking metal in my tire. <laughs> and I'm paying taxes. And y'all got metal in the road getting it in my tire and I have to go buy a new one. So... My first thing is, Bernie, where are you going to get this money from? Because if you raise my taxes, I can't vote for you. He actually explained where he's getting the money from. I would go into depth about it, but I only read about it for a split second, and I don't want to misinform or, you know, yeah. give out the wrong information. But he did say something about tax dollars. I just don't know the extent of how he would acquire. Well, I can't give him my tax dollars. Money, I'm so. sorry, y'all. I it, love- wouldn't be, it wouldn't be yours. Oh, because I can't give nobody else no more tax money. It wouldn't be yours. That's why I, said, giving, I don't want to misinform or give the wrong information. Once I look at it more, I'll give y'all a little tidbit on it. But I've been looking. Ever since he said that or. I'm giving enough people money. Fair, I would let y'all know. Enough people my tax dollars. Like people who get food stamps, people who get housing, and I got to pay rent and buy my own groceries. So. Screams on the inside. <laughs> I ain't for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on, but I'm listen. I'm for Bernie Sanders. Don't get me wrong. But he tried that. Like he tried that last election season, right? Or was that with Barack? I'm not aware. I think it was with Barack when he ran. Y'all, I'm a little, just a tad bit lit, so my information might be wrong. We've been drinking vodka today, you guys. It's not my preference. But um, I know when he ran for president before, or when he was a nominee or whatever for the Democratic Party. That was one of his uh, biggest things. I mean, hey, if he said that we could get free health care, then I'd be all for it. I think everybody would be all for that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about uh, being a teacher or working in education. They be telling y'all that we be getting these raises, but what they don't tell you they raise the insurance too. They, end the, they, they raise the insurance. So it's really like the raise cancels itself mm-hmm. out. Which is not fair. So, yeah. 
So don't be getting hyped for us saying we finally get what we deserve. No, we don't. Because we don't. Because we they don't. they go, they gonna still take taxes out of our check, and if we don't have no kids, they gonna take more money out. Then mm-hmm. at the end of the year, you gotta hope you don't pay. Like it's it's I mean it's oh a it's lot. just too much, too much. Paying old to me the same. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. So unless you don't raise my insurance this year, I really didn't get a raise. I agree. So moving right along. The third topic for the news that only millennials can use, and this might be for everybody, is the white savior complex or syndrome that you guys may or may not see online. As of currently, we are in summertime, a.k.a. hot girl summer, a.k.a. city boy summer, a.k.a. whatever you want to call it. So a lot of us are off right now, taking trips, going around the world, really just living up that lifestyle. And I've realized that a lot of us have friends. I mean, Shay and I are clearly black or brown girls, but we have friends that are not black. We have friends that are white or I'm sorry, or Caucasian. We do. Well, I don't. I don't think. Wow. <laughs> um. Okay. Colleague, associate. Maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to work on it. That's fine. I do. So what we've noticed is a lot. A lot of what's going on with social media right now is that there are a lot of people, um, white people, showcasing this white savior. You have to name it. That's fine. Listen, I'm reading a book that says that white people need to start naming their race because they don't. It's called white fragility. They do not name their race because they are fragile. They are hiding from race, but everybody sees us as a little black girl. We don't see that as a little white. Or white people cannot identify themselves as white that's a problem name who you are and i'm gonna name who they are they white people well they've been going through the same and it's a lot of it been going on social media so a lot of people have been talking about how a lot of white people will travel to places like africa and instead of going to like the nice fruitful areas Mm -hmm. of africa instead they choose to visit um the slums the slums, desolate areas that are known for being, you know, the less than or poor areas. And they tend to put that aspect of these foreign countries on social media, showcasing like, hey, I'm here, but I'm here to help and explore and to learn about this culture and whatnot. But it's like a form of like being the white savior. Mm-hmm. Like do it, they do it for more so like their self, not mm-hmm. for the benefit of others, but they're just showcasing it on social media. It's like when we go outside or we're on Facebook and we see somebody on their timeline like, hey, I gave this homeless man a 20. Oh, Let my Let me take a picture God. with this homeless man because I'm doing good for the world. But it's like, if you're really doing good, my Did nigga, you like, have to showcase it? you don't have to showcase it to everyone. Yes. A lot of people are bringing it up because of the whole – Kylie Jenner, Jordan Woods, Tristan. I don't know their last names all of a sudden. Tristan, like, whatever. (laughs) Tristan, third trimester. (laughs) That's all I got. So they're bringing it up because of that whole thing. Because Kim Kardashian West made a statement on the show saying that Jordan wouldn't have what she had if it wasn't for Kylie. Basically saying saying that Kylie. If it wasn't for the white man. Right. If (laughs) if it wasn't for Kylie, she wouldn't have the things that she had. And they're basically people. That's called privilege. I mean. They, no, I'm saying as with white people, they feel like we will not have anything without them. Can I be completely honest though? I don't know if Kylie would have, no, I don't know if Jordan would have the things that she did have without Kylie. I'm not going to front. And you know why that is? Because of the way society is set up. But that's the that's the trend that you chose, you know what I'm saying? Like because she also Jordan also works in her white privilege because she's a lighter skinned girl. Ooh, you so I mean there it is, bam boom. 
I was gonna go into something else, but I totally forgot what it was. I don't. I really don't have nothing to go into. It's just on our list of things to talk about. But it's just like to me, like I lost uh, my whole train of thought. I don't know if it's a white savior complex when it comes to Kim saying that, but I do feel like that you gotta watch the people that you it call is. your family and friends. Like she feels like she was doing because it's a saying favor. without you, you wouldn't have nothing. So that's basically denouncing that black people actually work hard in this world to get where they are. And without, and what she's basically saying is without me, you wouldn't have, I mean, granted, it might be true, but that's because that's the way the society is set up. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm going to let that, let that go. I do think that, I do think that she helped Dang, me to where she is. it was something I wanted to talk about, too, about what? new, what? I can't remember because my train of thought is gone. Mm-hmm. It might come back to me, and I might just go on a rabbit trail when we talking. Well, yeah. I don't want to go on a rabbit trail with that because I feel like we would probably rant about Oh, no, that no, no. I don't want to go hours. on a tra- rabbit trail about white savior complex yeah, either because. Yeah, we would go on that for um, hours. Like, y'all might not like what I have to my say. Thing, even when we talk about like, the whole traveling aspect, like I don't see white people going to California and going to the slums or where some Nipsey died or anything like that posing with the people in the hood or the ghetto or the kids out there saying, oh, I want to adopt them. They're so precious out here. I want to take this homeless man home and giving my all like I love it out here. I love giving back. Happened that I wanted to talk about. I can't think remember. of it. Dang. Well, dang it. Moving on. She'll think of it in a second. She's gonna buzz out and be like, "Oh, I got it." I I probably won't. I don't know. My mind. I'm too young to not to have a forgetful mind. <laughs> dang. I had it in my head too. I was like, "I'm gonna say this next," and I forgot it. Oh well. <laughs> It'll come back. All right. So, um, you guys that listen, our fellow listeners, y'all sent us some topics that y'all wanted us to discuss. So, we just wanted to run down a few of them and just give our perspective on some of the things that viewers ask about. So, the first thing that we want to talk about is self-care slash, because there's another side to it, self-hurt. So... I guess I can start us off. So for me, self-care means you taking care of you because you cannot take care of anybody else in this world without taking care of you first. So the things that I do personally for self-care is one thing I do is, number one, listen, I enjoy a nice bubble bath at least probably like I try to at least once a week. Because that is just time for me to decompress from the stress of this world. And when I say decompress, I mean don't go in there and be on social media. I might go in there and watch, like, a Breakfast Club interview if there's a good one. But nine times out of ten, I just light the candles and play my music. So I could just decompress. Because I think one thing that we suffer from as people, not just as millennials, but as people, period, it's hard for us to be still in the society that we live in. It's hard for, for, for us to unplug, which is my next tidbit, unplug. Sometimes you got to put your phone down. Sometimes you have to delete your social media apps. Sometimes you got to stop keeping up with what other people are doing because then you start this harsh game of comparing yourself to other people. So unplugging is also definitely another big thing that I do. I have one one social media that I have unplugged from that I only probably log into maybe once every six months is Facebook. 
because y'all let me tell you especially when school is out i will scroll facebook for hours i'll be on somebody's sister mama cousin page and it's like mariah why are you falling why why are you keeping up with all this or i'll be reading everybody else's comments on some drama so sometimes it's really good to unplug what's something else i do i read a lot sometimes so just staying informed or just reading about different topics or things or even self-help books reading about other people's experiences so you know that you're not alone in what you're going mm-hmm. through so because sometimes we feel like we're alone in what we're going through but really i read something the other day maybe it was today on instagram that said don't be ashamed of what you went through be proud of what you overcame and a lot of times it's really hard and i can say myself included it's hard for us to own our story so be oh be okay with that you overcame something not that you went through this horrible time i agree with all that i think i do the same thing i take bubble bath a lot and it might sound like minuscule to you guys or really small but you have to realize like your body goes through so much throughout the week when you're constantly up and working moving and you're working out then you're running around helping people then you're going out on the weekends like your body does need time to just decompress and literally have a set amount of time to just sit there and rest so bubble baths are really good self-care can be different for everyone some people consider it you know taking time to themselves maybe unplugging from social media and i do all those things but i do want to address and we talked about this how sometimes we say things in the name or do things in the name of self-care but it's really disguised as self-hurt yes and we say that because in today's time especially with millennials we have like a misconstrued idea of what it means to take care of ourselves like some of us associate taking care of ourselves as oh you know what you know you only live once let me buy these shoes or let me make this purchase or let me go out this one time but you want to make sure or those block things, out these people yeah and you want to make things you want to make sure those things aren't detrimental to who you really are because a lot of us millennials i would say are in debt because of things like self-care we're feeling like oh you know yolo you only live once let me buy these shoes let me buy this thing let me get this bottle let me buy everybody around the shots i gotta stop buying everybody around the shots like for real because when you're budgeting or trying to do things better that's also a form of self-care when you're putting yourself on a strict budget or when you're telling yourself i'm not gonna spend this much or do this much or do x y and z but when you tell yourself oh also in the name of self-care i'll just do things that are extra or do things that I don't necessarily need to do but that make me feel good and that's not what self-care is amen because that feeling only lasts a little bit it does only last a little bit but the effects of that decision may last last a lifetime yes so just like the effects of a bath are you feel better you'll do better and you'll you make it a routine you buying shots for everybody at the bar you'll be a little more broke everybody else will be or you might not be able to pay your lights (laughs) so yeah uh yeah and so that's what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I, I just, I mean, the main thing about self-care for me is it's okay to put you first. So it's okay sometimes, even if it's your best, best friend, to say, you know what, no, I'm not going to go. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no with no explanation as well. Like, no is a reason. You don't have to explain yourself all the time. Yeah, it's like, you know that, you know that one gift or, like, meme where it's like Diddy? looking at old boy on like the american i don't know the american music something mm-hmm. like you know where they eliminate like music contestants or whatever, and they like looking at each other and he's like okay what's yes, up and yes, he's like okay yes. what's up like it's kind of like that ain't like, it him and odell beckham no he looks like odell beckham though no. <laughs> 
But he sure. looks like him. No, he looks like him. That's all it is. Oh. Yeah. But it's kind of like that. Like, you don't you don't owe anyone an explanation for how you're living your life, especially if it's in the name of, you know, self-care that's actually effective and, you know, conducive to your health. Like, that's the most important thing. I think nowadays people want you to tell them, like, well, if you're going away for a little while, if you're logging off social media, I need to Why? No, you don't. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked we've talked about this in previous episodes, but um, I mean, personally, I can't speak on it, but I can speak on it just from pe- other people's experiences and reading about it. But it seems to be that uh, millennials are beginning to um, partake in therapy more, and it's not just when something bad happens to you. I've I've read and listened to other people talk about like it's just to get to know yourself more in depth and, and deal awesome with your uh, feelings, your emotions. Because it's a lot of things that people go to, go through. Like, y'all, y- y- listen, y'all don't realize that sometimes the way you were raised was very toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hate to use that word, but it's very toxic. Like, you think it was normal because it was your normal, but it really was toxic. And it plays an effect on the thing, the decisions you make as an adult and the things you do. So I think that is something... That is also great for people to do is go to therapy. I'm gonna try it out because I think I really, I think I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I, w- I was listening to someone else speak about it, and it was like she was like, you know, I go tell somebody else all my business all the time because because it's this stigma in the black community. Don't go tell them white folks your business. Like, don't go. To, and There's black therapists. We've talked about that I previously know, on the yeah, podcast. I know, too. but I mean, you know, that stigma as old people, we think we can pray. All people think you, you can pray, pray everything away. away, and I just faith I, without work is dead. I, I I just honestly think that God did not create people to have different gifts and professions to not use them. So God did not create Absolutely. a therapist for you not to go to a therapist. So I mean, I I think I think that is I think that that is pivotal that our generation is starting to see that therapy is a necessity. Not just when you're going through, but just to get you through life. Mm-hmm. I've always said that. I always feel like if you, even if you just have something on your, like even if you have like dreams or aspirations and you feel like no one's listening, that's honestly what a therapist is for. Therapists are not just there when you're going through a tough time. Now, I would say that's their primary reasoning to help you, you know, matriculate through that tough time, but they're also there just to help you matriculate through life because being an adult. It's really tough. Sure, being a child is tough. Yeah, and I, I realize <laughs> and that's I, what it goes back to what we said about our parents. I definitely advocate for kids going to therapy, especially when they go through hardships I or when they go through changes. And if y'all don't know, like most companies have, um, what's it called, EAP, Employee Assistance Program. Yes, yes. where they can go see like where a you ther- can go therapist see, of their choice. Where you can go see a therapist. Where they give you a list. Yes, for free. And it's offered through you for your job. Now, it's only for a certain amount of time, but you can go talk to somebody for free. Because a lot of people, especially us as millennials or as black people, oh, I ain't got money to be paying no therapist, but you got money to be buying them J's. You got money to get a new car. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th- I, I, I heard something that was very, like, pivotal to me, and it made a lot of sense. Like, you got to spend as much time on your physical health as you spend on your mental health mm-hmm. because mental health is real and if y'all don't think mental health mental health is real come step in a classroom for what a day a day and you will see that mental health is real from the parents to the students to the teachers like it's real it's like that quote we saw on social media where it said like 
you always you want someone to learn your love language, but are you learning your right. own love language? Like, if you like quality time, spend some quality time with yourself. If you love acts of kindness, like, give some of that to yourself. There's only so much you can give and put out into the atmosphere to where you have to make sure you're receiving that. And honestly, like, something a You can't hard be dependent on somebody else doing exactly. that for you. you. That's a hard pillow that most, like, most adults realize. And it might not be for y'all, but I realize, like, just because you do good, to others, it does not always necessarily mean that they will do good to you. Listen. Like, I used to be like, oh, you know, the universe will repay me. But it's like, sometimes it just it don't. does not work like that. Like, and that still doesn't get mean, a funny end of the stick. And that doesn't mean you stop being good to people. It doesn't at all. But it also means, like, you have to be good to you. Like, there's no way for you to be good to other people's... Other people's. <laughs> there's no way for you to be good to other people if you're not good to yourself starting off. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's just me. Because I, that's a hard pill you guys swallow. Like, it's like an uncommon truth. Like, people don't tell you that. They're like, oh, if you do good for people, good will come into you. And it should. But sometimes it does not work out like that. Tough shit is still going to happen to you. You're still going to have to go through life. You're going to be like, well, I just, I put so much good out into the atmosphere. Why is this happening to me? Because that's life. That's life. You're you going to have to get through it. You yes. really are. So you got to bring some good unto yourself also. Agreed. That's just how it works. Agreed. So this next topic is kind of off from our last one. But I'll tie that bad boy in. All right, well, let's get to it. So we're going to talk about thirst traps for our next topic. Now, as you all know, social media runs our lives, whether we want to admit to it or Agreed. not, it runs our lives. And so with social media, thirst traps have become a very present and prevalent thing yes. when you're scrolling through the internet. And I wouldn't even say just with the internet. I would say now more so than ever in today's just time. Like Agreed. that social atmosphere. Thirst I'm traps about to say when you go real. to places. Now, thirst traps could, you know, we could expand on that in a number of ways. We can talk about thirst traps when people are in relationships, when so let's are single. Let's, let's define thirst traps. Well, well how, would you decide, how would you define it? Excuse me. I define a thirst trap as someone, male or female, most people think it's females, but male or female. Girl, males do it the most. That's why I said most people think it's females, but it's male or female. It is uh, when someone puts themselves out there to be noticed, but then act like they don't like the attention they're getting from it. Right. I call it like fake humble. It really is. It's like a fake humble. Oh, no, no. I'm chilling. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm chilling. No, you're not chilling. So an example of that to me is the girl who posts always has her titties on Instagram or on social media. And then be like, ooh, these niggas thirsty. And it's like, but I mean, do you blame them? Thirst traps can come in other ways. It might not even be like that female doing that. It could also be that female putting up a quote. Oh, I'm single. I'm good. Niggas ain't shit. It's just me and my Ooh, son Ooh, or these people who over-sexualize themselves on social media. Ooh, I can't get with it. But then get mad when someone comments and be like, damn, you fine, I would hit. Don't be saying that to me. What you mean? You putting it out there for him to see. Watching. It's free. Not even just to here. see. Like, to, to you be saying, like, I just can't get with some of the stuff y'all post on social media. I don't know. I think, Like, I'm so horny. Like, I think why would you post that? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> now we've become so desensitized and, like, these posts have become so watered down that now it's the norm for me to, like, scroll through and see, like, several thirst traps popping up. And it's like, if y'all gonna post a thirst trap, like, 
be aware of it and just own, own up it. to it. We don't care. Put up what you want to put up, but don't be sitting there. Well, it's my body. I do what I want. Like, girl, you well, right. You're wel- You're welcoming that attention. Yes. And I think you should abide by that. It's the same thing for guys. Guys post their trap all the time. Especially these uh, cream of the crop millennial guys. Don't even get me started on and that. And don't take our word because that's our word. That is our word. It's <laughs> our word. Our phrase. Try. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. If you don't know what a cream of the crop is, it is a dude who is essentially like an ideal dude. An ideal dude. He's probably graduated from, you know, undergrad, maybe in grad school. Probably has got his master's. Master's. Has his a, own crib. Probably is a lawyer low-key. You know them to be the real ones. He loves his mama. He loves his mama. He loves and, his boys, too. And guess what? He's a ride-or-die friend. He ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. He dates several girls. He swears up and down that he's working on, quote, unquote, himself. himself. That's why he can't settle That's down. That's why he can't commit to you right now because he's got a few things he needs to work on. But meanwhile, he, while he's working on these things, he's going to every day party. Mm-hmm. He's at every social event. He posts as many pictures as he wants with or without females. He takes all the bachelor trips that he can, and he does exactly what he wants. He just doesn't have enough time to commit to a relationship. Mm. Cream of the crap. But that's on you, sis. He posts the most thirst traps. Mm-hmm. He'll put this is this is an uncommon thirst trap. The pictures of him at work, <laughs> pictures of him studying, pictures of him cooking on his own. That's the best thirst trap because he just waiting for a female to jump in, save me a plate. I'm hungry. Uh uh-uh, uh, I know you ain't making shrimp scampi. Where you get that from? Like we not dumb. And y'all ain't cool. Like, just admit it is what it is. Like, guys don't want to admit that it's a thirst trap. They're like, nah, I'm just, you know, I'm just chilling. This is what I do. Nah, it's a thirst trap. You want a female to comment and let you know, like, I see you, boy, cooking that spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> I see you, boy, studying all them long nights. Like, what's up? Nothing's mm-hmm. up. Be careful of those ladies. We put, I, and I'm not going to lie, like, girls put up several thirst traps. We do. We got our little one hand in the picture where we pose, and we like, no makeup, just chilling, so tired from a long day of work. <laughs> Focusing on me, myself, and I just can't get enough. How should I do my hair? Check yes for braids. Check no for weave. Like, we do it, too. But we're going to acknowledge it, okay? And some girls don't, though. Some girls don't, and most guys will never. So I just feel like let's just own up to it. It is what Some it is. Some girls don't. Some girls be like, I should be able to do whatever I want to do and nobody comment the way they comment. And I just be like, no. I don't necessarily feel that way. That's just me. I guess. But moving on. What's the next one, Shay? Fun the millennial way. I feel like we kind of touched on this in our summer, summertime episode. But I guess we can revisit it. So what is the the question was what are some things or it was along the lines of what are some things that uh, basically millennials twenty eight through thirty something can do to have fun? So I can start. Okay, go ahead. I mean, of course, I'm. Let me start with the most uncommon thing. Well, it's not the most uncommon, but it's the thing that we don't talk about the most. I would say like poetry slams, like open mic nights like those are actually a lot of fun and they give you that vibe where you can still go out with your friends and have that drink and have that low-key social vibe but you're also being enriched with like the culture at the moment if that makes sense i think a lot of people are getting more so into that aspect instead of going out every weekend buying a section because let me tell y'all the older i get the less that i want to be in a section 
And you mean to tell me I'm paying three hundred dollars for a bottle of Hennessy when I can get it at forty five at the store down the street just to stunt on people that I don't even know? Like it's ridiculous. I'm more so into like poetry slams, open mic nights, like casual nights where I don't have to put on this extra tight dress with my spanks and put on a pair of heels and stand up and pretend to be cute to get a nigga to buy me oh, a drink. Great. Like them <laughs> days are really over. And I think more so now and I like it, like millennials are getting into we want the experience. That's why a lot of us are going to places like um, Candytopia and like the Sweet Tooth Hotel and places where we can like take pictures and indulge because we want to capture those moments and those memories. We want to make that. A lot of us are getting into like festivals. Like, you know, music has always been a thing. So concerts, like that's a no-brainer. But like festivals, like food festivals or like weekend events, like things where we can, you know, explore and experience new things that we've never experienced before. I think that's what millennials are doing for fun. I think we're kind of straying away from the whole, like, party, 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 let's all get wasted. Now, don't get <laughs> me wrong. If it's liquor, we gonna show up. And that's the main reason why we're showing up to a lot of these events, because they're like, oh, and we are going to sell margaritas, or we have, you know, bottomless mimosas or peach bellinis. Like, you do, word? Peach bellinis and a poetry reading? Oh, I'm, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? That's why places like... Top Golf and Alamo Draft House, like they make a lot of money because they're including mm-hmm. the beverages and the food, mm-hmm. but they're doing it with things that we would already like. Like I think I saw something about um, After Dark at the zoo in Houston, where they have like an adult night where like they shut down the park at night and it's only twenty one and up. And you can have like a beer or a beverage, and they do like special shows and special like readings about the animals. But it's something that they know we would enjoy, and I think that's more so what the older I wouldn't say even older I'll just say like that 28 to like 35 age group that's more so what we enjoy we still want that experience and doing fun things we just want a little bit of liquor with it low key and low key we don't even have to have liquor we can really do whatever I just think that we're really like indulging in the experience at this point because we have the liberty so just to piggyback off of that I honestly feel like fun as a millennial is anything that has an aesthetic like, oh, for sure. If I get just be cute with pictures. We what? live, I think that's how uh, social settings and everything gets all our money because we are a generation that lives for the aesthetic. Whether it be, and this is off topic, but whether it be where you live, we will not live certain places because oh, sure of the won't. aesthetic. We're like, ew, it's so ugly over here. Yeah. Their lawn isn't even green. Yes, what we the won't heck? live certain places because of the aesthetic. We will not go certain places because of the aesthetic. So I honestly think fun as a millennial has to deal with the aesthetic. For me, I feel like I'm an an oddball millennial. Like for me, it's about the <laughs> aesthetic, but it's also about being around people that don't drain my battery because I'm not a social butterfly. So I need to be around people who do not drain my social battery because I get drained very quickly. So being to me, being at the house or being in a house setting chilling with my good close friends like that's a move for me like i'm Mm -hmm. cool with that like i'm cool with hey i'm gonna bring some food i'm gonna bring some drinks right we gonna play some games or we just gonna be chilling talking Mm -hmm. and i'm cool with that like y'all before we started recording destiny and i had not seen each other for like what two two, weeks two three weeks weeks, yep y'all we sat and talked for For hours (laughs) three hours so like that's a move for me like i'm cool with that like I don't need no more. Like I'm, I'm good on it. So, but I think for most millennials, anything that has a vibe and aesthetic, anything that has, like you said, the bottomless mimosas, 
the margaritas that's really good, the the DJ that's gonna be popping. But but can I be out of here before a certain time? Because or can I arrive at a certain time and still have fun? Because either we need to we need to be out before twelve, or we need to arrive before we need to arrive at twelve. Mm-hmm. Because anything before that is just too much for us. So I I just think to have fun. It's about, to me, it's about the people you hang with. It's about the aesthetics and the things that you do and just who you are as a person. Because some people can indulge in going out every weekend. Some people can indulge in having this little, like, I feel like now we we create our own aesthetics with things like Friendsgiving, Things yeah. like brunch on Sundays, things like brunch on Saturdays, things like day parties, things like, um, I mean, when people have, have families, things like engagement parties, mm-hmm. things like gender reveals, things like these exclusive and over-the-top baby showers. Girl, let's not <laughs> even, get started on that. Even weddings and bridal showers, they all have become an aesthetic, and I, we can go into a whole other podcast about them, but... I just think your fun as a millennial just depends on what your aesthetic is, what you like to do, and the people you hang around. Mm-hmm. For me, like, I'm okay if my friends be like, I'm go- we're going to a day party. And if I say no, they're not going to be mad and be like, mm-hmm. girl, why you ain't going to come? I'm be like, because that's just not what I want to do today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if they be like, oh, we're going to go to happy hours today. And I'll be like, I'm going to be there because that's my vibe. Like, I'm cool with us sitting around talking for Y'all, because when we go to happy hour, we stay at happy hour. We them hour. girls that the Instagram post was about. Which one was? It's time for you and your friends to leave. No, where it was like, you want to see when girls got a whole bunch of money and they'd be like, can I get a such and such? You'd be like, I, I want, do y'all want dessert? Because we, we order dessert. dessert. Okay. We don't want another round. I don't care. We get Why? Because extra. I know that, yes, girl. It's on me. That's it's fine. Us. So I think it just, I think it just depends on you. As a person, yeah. like, what do you like to do? I think you touched on something really important. It's like the people that you hang with or the crowd. And I think that's something that I would probably have to work on. And really, I don't have to. No, let me just say that I would have to work on it because I, I consider myself a social butterfly. But like as Shay said, I have a social battery and sometimes it runs very low. So I'm like what they call like an extroverted introvert. introvert. <laughs> so I can I can do it all. Like I don't mind. I love being by myself. But at the same time, like. I can be in those social settings and I can set it off. Like, I can be that friendly person that talks it up with everyone. Not me. <laughs> and that's fine. I think that what's happening now when it comes to, like, millennials having fun and getting out there is they're joining a lot of, like, groups and a lot of chats. And, like, that's, like, a new – I wouldn't even say it's a new way, but I would say it's more so recognized because group chats and text messages and all that stuff, that yeah. was, that's always been around. But it's being utilized to where you can be more of a social butterfly and get to know different people because I hear a lot of people say like, oh, well, I want to do X, Y, and Z this summer. I want to do X, Y, and Z when the holidays run around, but I can't because I don't have the people to hang it or kick it with. And people aren't lucky like Shay and I. Like Shay and I have a great friendship. We have a, a group of friends to where we could not see each other for months, but when we get together, like it's like nothing has changed. We get together miss and everything beat. is mm-hmm. good. We didn't miss a beat. But some people aren't like that. So I think now more so than ever, like people are – joining group chats and text message chains and groups on Facebook to where they can get to know more people and then the social aspect of their lives will, you know, improve, I would say. And they can have all those experiences and whatnot that we've talked about. 
I think also you can't depend on other people to be your fun. Like, That's true. Sometimes you, I think as a millennial, sometimes you have to, like I said, for your own self-care, you just got to go do stuff okay. by yourself. Take yourself. I, this is me. I've done that. Everyone who knows me knows I do this. I take myself to brunch. If you can't nobody go to brunch, well, I'm going to go to brunch myself if I can afford it and it's in my budget. Listen, I can have a budget now. I'm married and I go eat at places by myself. I do too. I go to the bar. I'll go to and the bar. Go I'll sit even at the bar. I by myself. I don't mind. And eat by myself. Like, I will go do that because I think, first of all, you have to – you have to be okay with you can never be okay with being around other people if you're not okay with being around yourself right so i go to the movies by myself and everything because right now i'm not a movie person well girl alamo draft house has free movies on wednesday for teachers so i'm all in that yes girl see i'm not a movie person i fall asleep in the movies i love going (laughs) see i don't mind going to the movies by myself because that's that's how i treat myself i Going to the movies is something that I love to do. Like, if you know me, you'll know I want to go to the movies. I'll go movie, eat by myself. <laughs> you can go to the Alamo Draft House and eat and watch a movie at the same time. Mm, okay. I'm trying to tell you, it's a world of possibilities just out there. just not a movie person. You just got to go out there and grab it. All right. But, yeah. So, our uh, next question, uh, we kind of summed it up as in balancing life and your passion. It came from a question from one of our Listen. Why do, we, why do we call this viewers' choice when they really listening to us? Viewers listen. Viewers view, like look at you. Yeah, I know. But now I'm saying, oh, it's like a double wrong. It's double wrong because they're not looking and they're not looking. It would be more so like listeners here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was just my epiphany right now. I'm like, crazy. I was like, these people are not I viewing agree. us. It's crazy. They're it's listening so to crazy. us. Yeah. Anyways, it came from one of our listeners who asked about Meg Thee Stallion, who is, as you all know, she's going, she's juggling being a rapper and trying to get her degree. So the question was like, how do you balance all of that? And to be honest with y'all, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I really don't know because. I, Honestly, I think we haven't found the perfect balance. We haven't. <laughs> we literally talked about that before we even got on the podcast today. We were like, we got to find a way to... build. I think... Okay, so what we talked about was building a team. Yeah. I feel like one way you balance is build a team. Like, you can't do everything yourself. You can't. And we have... And that's the realization that sometimes we don't want to come to. We're mm-hmm. like, we can do it. We we bosses. Yeah, well, I, I don't bosses know... Bosses have a team. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know now. One boss. Beyonce don't do all that stuff by herself. She delegates. She does. You have to be a delegator. You have to delegate. You do. So, but I mean, just from talking about life and our passion. So, like, as most of y'all know, like, we have careers. We are educators. So, that's that's our life. That's also our passion too, in a sense. Our passion too. There's Um, nothing wrong having multiple passions. But this is also like creating content and just being creative. Like, that's our that's our passion as well. Doesn't matter how. It, it could be podcasting. It could be creating a aesthetic for a party. It this could is be what we like to do. It could be creating gifts or making our other friends or each other feel special and welcome on their big special day or whatever. Like we just like being creatives. So how do we balance all that? Like y'all, sometimes it really is hard. Like that's why we've been MIA for a couple of weeks. We have because we when life comes into play and that's. That's where we you fall have to short. choose. You got to choose. You're going to be like, okay, can I go and be creative this week, or can I go and take care of business this week? And the thing is, like, you'll you'll try to do both. You will. You know what I'm saying? But something is going to fall short to where you won't accomplish it. And I think balance, or part of being balanced, is finding 
yourself being okay with not completing everything. That's Agreed. a big part of being balanced because I think most times we're like, if I don't accomplish it all, then I'm not balanced. I'm imbalanced. And that's not necessarily true. I think it's more so like I put my effort into this this time, so I will put my effort into, you know, X, Y, and Z next time. So it's a it's a mental thing, I would say, as well. You can still accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, whether it's with your career and your passion, whether they're both, whether you have multiple, you know, endeavors or whatever the case may be like you can balance all that but your mindset is going to come first and I think that's something that you and I or Shay and I will probably have to work on because we're perfectionists I was just about to say that I was just about to touch on that yeah we're definitely perfectionists piggybacking on that like perfectionist is really hard and I've read books I read a book by Brene Brown and it has something to do with perfection I cannot think of the exact title of it I'm gonna look it up but like it basically like talked about like being okay with your imperfection because mm-hmm. you cannot do everything and you cannot sit there and hold yourself not saying don't hold yourself to a certain standard but stop trying to make it seem like you can do everything because it's just oh it's called the gifts of imperfection like it's okay to be imperfect mm-hmm. don't think of yourself as always have to do everything perfect and that's I know that's one of my downfalls. Like, when I start something, I want to finish it. If I don't do it right, I think it's not okay. If I'm thrown, uh, if something is thrown at me and it's off of my routine, it knocks me off my rocker. Like, that's what type of person I am. Yeah. And I have to tell myself, like, that's just life. Life happens. Get up. Keep trying because everything's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And everything your journey's can't not everyone else's journey as well. Yes. I have to keep that in mind too. And everything can't be perfect because it's just we don't live in a perfect world. We're not perfect people. So holding yourself to that perfect standard is just, just crazy. I wanted to say something else about self care. Um, if you do not listen to, and we are not getting paid from these people, but if you do not listen to Therapy for Black Girls, that's another great podcast yeah. to listen to if you're going through something, or even if you're not just, if, even if you're not going through something, but it just gives great insight on different things. And her episodes are usually very short, very to the point, so that you can, you know, be like, oh, okay, because I also listened to a, a episode about imperfection on there, and I was like, ooh. I need to stop holding myself to these standards because it's yeah. just too much pressure on me. There's nothing wrong with being, I would say, hard on yourself constructively, if I'm saying that correctly, because you want yourself to be the best version. Right. But also, there is a such thing as being too hard on yourself, and Agreed. I feel like that's where I am because I was placing that 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 demean. I don't know the word. That I, I never say. want somebody, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I never want somebody to be harder on myself on me than I am on myself. That's what I was. So saying. I always tell, like, I always tell my boss, like, there's nothing you can tell me that I never told myself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's true. You can't. And if you're telling me that, the chances are I've already told myself that a hundred times mm-hmm. over and over again. Like, I think, like, or if she even, and I'm one of those people who really doesn't take well to compliments. I don't know why, but I do not like. It's a black girl thing. Somebody honestly. can be I think like it's a female thing. To somebody be, be like, "You did this great," and I'd be like, "I think I could did a, I think I could have did a better job." And they'd be like, no, you did And I need to work on that because it's that perfection in me. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like, I do it. better. I didn't do it the way I planned to do it. And really, that's really detrimental to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think when it comes to, like, balancing, because Shay and I talk about this literally all the time. <laughs> like, when we're not podcasting, we're talking about podcasting because we want to make it something that lasts forever. This is something that we both love to do. But it's so hard because teaching is also something that we both love to do. And unfortunately... That's what pays our bills at the moment. Amen. 
So we have to put in, you know, much more time and, you know, energy into that. And whatever's left, sometimes we have to get to the podcast. And it's, it does Sometimes it's not hard. much. Yeah, it's, sometimes <laughs> it's not a lot. Like this week for us, these few weeks, for me especially, were tough. I'm sure Shay probably could have pulled through and, like, you know, let us podcast, but I could not. <laughs> so I think it's just more so, like, leaving that perfectionist attitude. I wouldn't say behind, but more so not letting it Stop control. Having so much pressure on you. Yeah, not letting it control or dictate our actions when it comes to our passion, which is this podcast, so... We don't know the balance. We're still trying to figure it out, and I think that's the beauty of the balance. Like, is there mm-hmm. even really a balance? a balance? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the balance might be trying to find that balance, and we might be doing that forever. Or the balance might be being okay with it, like you said earlier. Like, being okay with, okay, you know what? I had a plan. It didn't I did, work I out. Didn't, it didn't work out. So let me be okay with that, and let me now go. Listen, I learned this from going to a training recently. Have a plan B. Always. And I'm not talking about the kind you take to get rid of babies. I take those. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drinking vodka. No <laughs> but have a plan B. Have an alternative plan. Because if plan A doesn't work, you need to have a backup plan. Because, I mean, that's just life. Life is not going to go as you plan. And it's something hard for a person who is very controlling. It is, and we're both very like controlling. It needs to be like this. Needs to look like this. Mm-hmm. Needs to say like this. Mm-hmm. Like there have and been if it times, doesn't, then it ain't right. Yeah, there have been times where we haven't put out content, or we'll be like, oh, we're not gonna do that because we we can't fathom the fact that it's not looking how we want it to look, mm-hmm. or it doesn't sound the way we want it to sound. We can't deal with that <laughs> at all. That might be something we have to work on. I don't think so, but you know, no, we're gonna work on it because we're not gonna keep putting that pressure on ourselves. That's true, but when because it comes to next season, heart disease and stroke and stress is the number one killer of the black woman. That went somewhere I didn't expect. So we yeah. ain't trying to be in that category. I agree with that. I and also, do y'all that. know this is really a rabbit trail? But do y'all know that the most stressed out and uh, disrespected person on earth is the black woman? The black woman takes a lot of stress. Does she? Yes, she does. She has a lot of trauma and a lot of stress on her. Mm. Yep, because she she takes it all in. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Are we going to end here? We can. I mean, honestly, like... I really have nothing to say about the last one. We can put that into our uh, opener for the next season, honestly. I mean, we can touch on it real quick. Um, we going to talk about 50 Cent. I don't care to talk about him, but so, so the question was how did, and we gonna get, go really quickly on this uh, topic, only because I honestly really have not that much to say about it, and only because we've been drinking too. That too, and it's just been a while. Like this time went by really quickly. So the question was, how do y'all feel about the possibility of receiving reparations? So or would. Which I prefer, 40 acres and a mule. Well, so I don't want the 40 acres I was just about to say, mule. I can't, well, I might want the 40 acres just to build me a house. But the mule, you can keep that. Um, give me the mule. I don't want the mule for what? No, I'm just saying, give me your mule. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, give me your 40 acres. Then we can have 80 acres. Well, and we I don't be, feel like that's equivalent at all. But we could build a big old house. Then we could be right by each other. That's true. We could have a little bit of farming land. You know, I've been watching. And then we can have. I've been catching up on Queen Sugar, so. Oh, I, I have not. But we can have multiple mules. That's true. And multiple cows. That's you know, that's true. a tax break. You know, that's why. I did not know that. 
people have livestock on their land to get a tax break. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's Anyways, so the way I feel about it is, listen, America has not, a.k.a. white people, have not given us reparations after how many years that slavery has been over? So what's the point of giving it to us now? I mean, if they ain't did it now, they they've done it for other people, as we were researching before. Shane, they, I did research this earlier. They have, Americans. Well, I wouldn't consider those reparations, but they they gave them something. They gave them something, which it didn't equate to much. But they gave them something. They gave something to Japanese Americans, Native Americans. So I mean, they gave something to, that y'all can go research it yourself. But they have given something to groups of people after slavery. And guess what? Black people ain't got nothing. And there are plenty of descendants of slavery around this world. And they're probably little mixed breeds and everything. And have we uh, <laughs> have we received anything? No. And that's why I think it's time to cut this podcast off. <laughs> I would say this, though. Shay and I were talking earlier, and we were talking about how there was a study that shows the trauma of our ancestors mm-hmm. has been passed down from generation to generation. So we're still dealing with that trauma that those who were in slavery or dealt with segregation, <laughs> oppression, things of that nature, that's falling upon us. So a lot of people feel like reparation would still benefit us in this day and time now i think we deserve it yeah there are some that argue that it wouldn't do anything because we didn't go through necessarily what was but trauma is trauma and that's why i brought up the trauma thing that's why i'm saying like we 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 do deal with the traumas trauma internally which brings us you know we we went on a whole rant about this we deal with it today look look i mean slavery is not dead if y'all really think about it like they, still getting killed out here. I was about to say they enslaved us in many other ways, Very which much we don't so. have enough time to talk about. We but don't. That's why I said yes. opener for next season. Okay, well we just gonna wrap it up. Okay, <laughs> all right. right. This this is something that like we could really really rant about because we really really rant about it for about two hours. Yeah, I'm really passionate about this race stuff right now. Very passionate about that. I so, might not need to put it on. Recording. No worries. When <laughs> season four comes out, we coming back bigger and better. Like y'all be ready. But go ahead and plug us, Shay. All right, y'all. This has been the season finale, season three finale of Straight Brown No Chaser. Don't forget, y'all. I mean, we going away for a little bit, but y'all can catch up on episodes if you have not. Follow us on Instagram because we probably will still be posting certain things. Go like our pictures. Go rate and subscribe to the podcast as well on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Instagram at SBNC underscore podcast and on Facebook because this is going to update that thing. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> Straight Brown, no chaser. Until next season because we need this break. We love y'all. We love y'all so much. Thank y'all so much for supporting and listening to us. It means the world. To Absolutely. Us. Share us with your friends, all that. And goodbye. We'll Until next, next time. time. Bye.